Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fashion Cupboard podcast. Today we're speaking to the amazing Sasha Polari, who is a makeup artist, curve model and activist. In this episode, we're going to be discussing all things from diversity to why she feels that it's time that we just drop the filters in both real life and on social media. So without further ado, let me introduce Sasha. Hey, Sasha. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thanks for agreeing to come on. Um, Okay, so... I have a few questions for you. Some of the questions have been sent in um, and some of them are questions that I have written myself. So, I mean, to start, just do you want to just tell everyone a bit about you and what you do and, and everything to do with you? Yeah, so uh, my name's Sasha and I am a makeup artist and curve model. And uh, up until before the pandemic, they were like my two jobs. Um, but since then, I have just heavily kind of been on social media in, you know, both those ways and everything that I do is about making women feel their most confident selves both in their ability to wear makeup and how they do it for themselves and also when that makeup's removed and who they are as a person you know trumping that basically Uh, so yeah that's everything that I do and I started a campaign in June called filter drop which is all about uh, you know challenging people not to depend on filters and getting the law changed so that basically you cannot advertise cosmetics with a filter um, and yeah that's me that's me basically that's I think that's amazing I mean I I've messaged you before about filter drop but I just think it's such a great kind of initiative that you started I mean I remember the first time I ever saw like a filter on a social media app and it was on snapchat and it was that dog filter and it was, yeah. it was great because it was so it was so obvious that it was fake, that it was like kind of harmless. But I, yeah. I, I definitely think like, I think it was the first time that I really picked up on what was going on on social media and kind of like that whole area and how much like can affect people's confidence because you do see it so much, especially like now because of your campaign, I notice when people put a filter on and then save the video and then re-upload it because then yeah. it doesn't show that you're using a filter. Well, it does now, actually, um, which is really strange because it never, ever did. And then in amongst all of this media hype, uh, the journalist that wrote the BBC article was in touch with Instagram. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, it did start stating it. So, yeah, it does now, which is great. Um, I mean, who knows if we know that's from the filter drop campaign or not, but it's it's good news all round either way. Yeah, definitely. Because I think, in a way, it's become so easy... I mean, obviously, you know, as a as a model and I know as a stylist how kind of shoots work. And I mean, I've seen firsthand, like obviously, I can't speak for the shoots that you've been on, but I've, I've seen it firsthand when, you know, you've met a model and you've shot and the outfits look great. And then you get the images back and they're so heavily retouched. And you're like, we're portraying such a fake image to such like a huge audience. I think it's such a shame. And tell me a bit more about the modeling side of things how did you kind of get discovered how did you get into it it was it was really strange actually because before I I actually did literally fall into it like it did happen by accident but before I was a model a lot of people used to say like why don't you do this and I was like no I'm not I'm not tall enough I'm, I'm not in the right proportions because the curve industry for modeling is just as kind of streamlined as you know the standard modeling line yeah and I obviously this is how I met you as well but I mm. entered a open casting call for 
a brand called Swim Society and they were looking for just two normal people to model their swimwear for their newest campaign. And I entered it like on a, literally on a whim and I, because it was on a whim, I forgot about it. And then when I got yeah. this, the DM, I was like, what is this? I opened it up and it was from the brand and they were like, oh, we're really interested in you doing the cast, like from the casting call, would you come down for the audition or whatever it was called? And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, and I was so nervous to go down to London because at this point, I'd never even shown below my neck on social media. So why did I even enter that? Like th these were the things that were going through my head. And I remember being sat in the, um, cause at the time they were owned by Skinny Dip, is that right? Yeah. So I sat in the Skinny Dip office oh, and I was yeah. looking at the door in amongst the other models that were there. And I was looking at the door thinking, just go, <laughs> like you can go now. Cause I could see what the other models were doing. They were putting them in swimwear and asking them to like, strut and pose and I was thinking yeah. what are you doing like what are you doing you've never even felt confident in front of your partner in the swimsuit what are you doing and it was literally like you know that classic in a film where the voice is speaking to your head that's what it felt like yeah but anyway standard me sink or swim put the swimsuit on <laughs> or the bikini on and I was like well got to do it now and then I got picked so that was my first ever campaign obviously we shot in was it June or July yeah I think it was probably around June that we shot and um, I was so nervous and did feel so out of my depth, but I also loved everything about it. And it was from there that I was like, actually, do you know what? Maybe I should just see what, you know, what would happen. So I reached out to an agency quite local to me and they um, signed me. And then I got my first job like four weeks after. And then last summer, I just signed with my London modeling agency. And yeah, and it's just like, it's literally just rolled and happened and it, it was never meant to be a thing, but actually now I realise that I really was meant to be doing this because it helps me so much on my personal journey of like self-confidence and self-development. And with that, I can then share that with my audience and the people that, that follow me. So yeah, I just love it so much. Yeah, do you know what's so funny? Because I remember I wasn't actually there on the day that and they did the open casting. I was at the office a few days later and I remember they took Polaroids of everyone and they showed me the Polaroids. Genuinely, I picked you and I think it was, I think the other model was called Tamar. You were the two people that I picked out. They didn't, they didn't tell me who they had chosen. And then they were like, that's really funny because they're the two girls that we thought, you know, were the strongest and the, and the most right for this campaign. And the oh, thing that I think, I think it's so important across the industry is that you can see representation. So whatever that means, if it means that you're a size 16, 18, 24, or you're a size four, or you're a size 10 or a 12, like it shouldn't matter. And I think my kind of qualms with the industry that I first started in was that I never saw that when I'd go to shows. I think it's so nice to be able to see someone that you can be like, she looks like me and I can yeah. see what my swimsuit's going to look like on me because it's represented on someone real. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with the curve industry is that you, you know, there are restrictions nine times out of 10, they want you to be above five foot 10. Yeah. Uh, they want you to be proportional and they want you to have big boobs, small waist, big bum, flat stomach. They still want you to be toned. They still want you to be all of these things. And I'm not all of those things. I'm five foot seven. I don't have a big bust. And yes, I have an hourglass figure, but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily, you know, 
the yeah. cut and paste of what a curve model should be. Yeah. Um, and it's really, it's been really amazing in the last sort of two years that I've been in the industry to see how much that I'm now included in that, which therefore means that other body shapes that don't fit that, that criteria are as well. So it is amazing. It means that it's changing for the better, I think. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I think it can sometimes from the styling end of things and like casting, it can almost, you almost become desensitized to it when you're casting for a job and you find yourself. And I know that I've, I've had this experience casting for a shoot or something and you're so critical without even realizing you're like picking at the smallest things. And then actually you have to take a step back from that and be like, these are actually real women that I'm talking about just because yeah. they're, you know, with an agency. All right, they might not be right for the job, but sometimes it's so negative. And I think that's something that I would personally change. I don't love the way that, that, that women are cast. And that's what I think is so great about doing something like an open casting because you can actually yeah. meet real people. And like you said, you know, had it not been for, for you, like taking a whim and just being like, oh, I'm just going to take a chance and do it you may have still gone into the modeling industry you may not have but at least it gave you that opportunity to be like yeah I want to see women that look like me and there are so many yeah. other people that that feel the same way I really do think that what I will ask is if you could change one thing about the industry what do you think you would change I think if I could change one thing it would be to have zero restriction in every single form um you know alongside with what I do it's very frustrating to see that to promote a moisturizer they've picked a model with perfect skin uh so why is that going to make me want to buy the moisturizer and it's the same with what you said about the swimsuit I think one of the most amazing things about swim society is that they genuinely care so much about showing it on every single body and every single one of us there at that shoot had a different body shape and were, was a different size and had different and it was just like the most amazing thing. And, and it's like, I almost wish the industry could feel how that shoot felt yeah, because it was so empowering and in so many ways. And that's how I think the industry should feel rather than, I'm really sorry, but your boob cup size is one size too small. Like, how is that even a criteria? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I get that obviously a certain, every single client has their, what they want. But mm -hmm. I just think if we could take that away a little bit, we'd be a bit more open-minded about, you know, what we have. Yeah, I agree. I think as well, you know, there are so many tricks of the trade that you know, kind of as a model. And, and I know too, that like, you wouldn't even think about as a consumer. So when you're shopping online, you know, you might buy a dress because you think it fits the model really nicely. But actually, what you don't know about that dress is that it is completely pinned at the back and it's hoisted. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's almost like you're buying the fantasy, but it's actually not the reality. Because the reality is maybe that dress doesn't have a hem that sits the way that it does. And like, it's all kind of, I think you need to be very careful when kind of trusting something online. And I guess this kind of comes back down to filter drop. Like you need to be very careful with the products that you're buying because they're not always necessarily advertised in the most truthful of ways. Um, yeah, so I think that that's, I mean, yeah, that's something that I think everyone should kind of take into account when they're looking to invest in something, you know, do your research into said like moisturizer because I think the ones that I mean personally my opinion is the ones that are more real they make me want to invest in them I don't want to buy a moisturizer because it's shown on a beautiful girl with flawless skin like I want yeah. to see skin texture I want to be able to see 
I actually think this is something that Glossier do quite well is that they kind of, you know, when you buy like a blush, yeah, exactly. And they show it on like five different girls, all who have different skin tones. You can actually see what that would look like on five different skin tones. So I I think that's, I think that's really great. Um, Yeah, I would love to know if there is anyone that you look up to in the industry or anyone that has kind of inspired you through filter drop or through modeling, whatever it might be. Um, in terms of modeling, my OG idol has to be Ashley Graham. Oh, but the best. Like it's quite a cute thing to say because she's <laughs> yeah. everyone's favorite. But I just think she just, and even like watching her go through motherhood and the way she's done that online, I just have so much admiration for her in how she is just 100% who she is. Yeah. Yeah. And unapologetically as well. Like she posted, you know, I am a little bit sick of seeing, I know we have so much to go, so much far, like further to go with it and stuff, but I am so sick of seeing clickbait content around bodies. I'm so over it. Mm -hmm. And I love women who just post a photo of themselves and their body because they feel amazing. Like, why does it have to go any further than that? It can just stop there. And she does that. Um, So in terms of modeling, yeah, her. And then also one of my other huge inspirations, and she's, you know, now like we we chat quite often and stuff on social media. And I did a mod, uh, not a modeling, so I did a makeup video with her. It was Jada Cesar. She's also someone that I hugely respect in the industry. And yeah, I just have a lot of, yeah, I just have a lot of admiration for her. She was just on the Cosmo cover, wasn't she? On one of the covers. I got that right. Jada was, yeah, yeah, Yeah. she was, yeah. I thought those covers were beautiful. Shout out to Maddie because she styled them and I thought they were really like amazing. I absolutely loved those covers. Yeah, they were amazing. I loved them. Yeah, but she's, she's really, yeah, she's stunning Jade and like really also just very authentic too. Um, What would you say is the most important attribute to have when working as a model, as a makeup artist? And also the second part of that question is how important is it to you to stay authentic on Instagram and to just carry on being kind of as open as you have been? And have there been any moments where like you've either been approached by someone and you've been like, you know, they want me to do something that's not so authentic, that's not so me, and how have you dealt with that? I think uh, in terms of attributes for being a model and a makeup artist, I mean, they're two quite different things, but for being a model, you have to understand that it's not about you. You're not a, uh, they're not picking you based on your upbringing or based on your bank statement or based on, they are picking you the way that we would pick a can of beans in the supermarket, and you have to understand that. Uh, And quite often, with the position that I'm in, my paths cross and sometimes I have to turn down certain jobs because they don't align with me as a person. That isn't, you know, that's me being in a very fortunate position being able to do that. And also I'm very early on in my career, so I haven't had any like huge, massive like campaigns where you'd be compromised, but it's not about you basically. So you can't go into the industry feeling like sensitive and, oh, it's because of my this or that it's not about that it's you are right or you are wrong and that is as a client and that's what they want um and in terms of makeup artists I think that's I mean that's quite a difficult question because there's so many different things in terms of attributes but I mean it does help if you're 
if you're good yeah. <laughs> like if, if you can blend out shadow that's really helpful um, and I, I say that I don't say that lightly only because it is the sort of industry that everyone kind of thinks that they could just be a makeup artist but there's so many things that go into training as a makeup artist color theory skin tone skin textures um, how to help that how to enhance that and I think knowledge is is power when it comes to to being an artist in that sense and I'm very lucky that I started my career in makeup with MAC Cosmetics um, this was like eight nine years ago now mm. and they have always been at the forefront of diversity and inclusion and I'm really proud of that I learned my craft on every single skin tone that you could ever imagine and that's, that's something that I'm really kind of like proud of because 10 years ago you kind of would be a bit like, oh my God, really? That's mad. Um, yeah. But that just goes to show how far there is still need to, we still need to go. And then have I ever been compromised in that sense? Yes. So I worked with a brand not too long ago and I had this gut feeling when they, I was buzzing when they got in touch because it was a, a huge brand um, and this was to do social media work for Mm -hmm. And then I just got a couple of like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. And I tried to pull out because I just had this bad feeling. And they accidentally sent through part of the sheet where it showed what the payment was for a certain influencer bracket following and what I fell into in influencer bracket following. So when I saw that, I was a bit like, oh, okay. I don't think that was meant to be sent to me. So I tried to pull out and then... Um, the woman that I was dealing with kind of convinced me, she was like, it would be amazing. Like, you know, it's a really good, great, great brand to work with, blah, blah, blah. And I did, I went ahead with it and we went and shot it in London. And there was one part of the videoing, uh, the filming where they wanted us to say, hi, my name's Sasha. I'm really pr proud to be working with brand. Um, I've been using this for a few weeks and I refused to say that I'd been using it for a few weeks because I hadn't. If they wanted me to say that, then they should have sent us the products out a few weeks ago, which is what I would have done if that was me in that position. Absolutely. So I refused to say that. Um, however, the reason why I worked with the brand was because I know the brand and I have used the brand for years. So I didn't need to say that I'd been using it for a few weeks, but obviously I had used the products before and I do love them. Yeah. So when it comes to being transparent online I can't even explain to you how again it's a it's a very clickbait thing you know oh guys make sure you're authentic make sure you're transparent and it's such a kind of hazy topic to discuss I personally choose to show up online exactly as I am in real life to the point where my friends are like I cannot believe you've just put that online do you know what I mean and that's but that's just me that yeah. is just who I am as a person I've I don't think I would be able to be online in any other way. Yeah. But because I choose to be like that, that doesn't mean that someone who only posts fashion content and doesn't share their personal life needs to be bashed for that. Mm -hmm. I think if when it comes to selling products and promoting products and profiting off your audience, be transparent and be authentic. But I don't think that everybody has to show up the way that I choose to show up and the way that a lot of others choose to show up. I don't think that it needs to be like, she's real and she's not I want to follow her I don't want to follow her which yeah. is as always what happens with any form of trend or so for me personally what you see is what you get there is no difference to if you met me in real life to what you see online and I don't know I haven't been doing it for long enough to know if there's going to be positives or negatives to that I don't know but at, the, at this moment in time I couldn't think of doing it in any other way because just it just is who I am 
Yeah, I, I think it's amazing. And I love your fash sash content. It really <laughs> makes me laugh every time you post it. I'm like, yes, yeah. just love it. Um, but no, I think it's great. And I think, you know, it's so refreshing to see someone on your Instagram that is just being authentic and just makes you feel good about yourself as well. Because I do think that you have that kind of like positive you almost use positive reinforcement without even realizing, in my opinion, like you just, you really do. And I think there are so many, there are probably so many young women and men and non-binary people that follow you that just look at your Instagram and it just makes them feel unapologetically themselves. Because I know like for, for me personally, I suffered with my skin through lockdown quite badly and I had never suffered with my skin before. And seeing someone like you on social media I just it was so refreshing to see you just be like hey yeah this is what this is what like regular skin looks like this is what people's yeah. skin looks like this is texture this is you know it was yeah. so it was so nice to see someone just like speak up and be like not everyone's skin's perfect not everyone yeah. has like you know no pores <laughs> as in it's just quite refreshing to see someone show up as themselves when uh -huh. We live through such like a curated feed nowadays, I think. So yeah, yeah. I am so happy that you were able to come on this because honestly, I really love everything that you do and everything that you stand for. So thank you so, so much. much. Thanks for having me as well. Pleasure. <laughs> Anytime. Once again, a huge thank you to Sasha for being on this week's podcast. And as I stressed in the interview, I think that the work she's doing on social media is so important. So if you don't already, definitely go give her a follow. As usual, we'll be releasing who next week's interview is with on our social media. So please do feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Fashion Cupboard Podcast. Or if you have any questions at all about this week's episode or any upcoming episodes, then send us a DM or an email at thefashioncupboardpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Bye.